Welcome back to Obscura Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words. Have you ever striven, been driven to perfection? Have you ever strived, which is the word I was looking for, for perfection? Have you ever had a mom that was a little weird? Um, then you, you probably liked this movie because this movie from 2010, directed by Darren Aronofsky, Black Swan. Um, this movie is one of your favorite movies and who might you be oh this is my favorite one of my favorite movies and i'm Teresa. and i'm andrew this movie features a professional dancer uh nina sayers as she lands lead role in like the new york city ballet or some very big i think it's supposed to be the new york city ballet or lincoln center or uh it's unclear they never say exactly for good reason which ballet company is but it's like one of the major ballets in the world. And Nina, played by brilliantly by Natalie Portman, um, gets the lead role and achieves everything she's ever wanted to. But as like the lead role in, in Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake, she, she gets the role of the Swan Queen and horror ensues. <laughs> yeah, this is a... And an excellent psychological, like, horror thriller. Um, because it's, it just takes you down the rabbit hole of Nina. And you get to experience, like, the ups and downs with her. And then the brink of, like, insanity. Until the very, very end. Where she, I guess you could interpret it that she kills herself. Yeah, you could. But, I don't know. That's that's the good part about this movie is like the ending is kind of up for interpretation, but it's not too vague where you're not, you don't know what's going on. Like, it's clear something happened. You're just not sure, like, what? Darren Aronofsky does not make horror movies, um, per se. Um, he makes what, I think, much like the rest of our world, things are being polarized. Like, it's either this or it's that. It can't be both. It's either comedy you know what I mean? Like, or it's not, a, it's a drama. Like, you know, things are being pulled. It's either a horror or a drama. Like, this movie is truly a thriller. It has horrific elements to it. And Darren Aronofsky makes thrillers. Mother is a thriller. Well, he makes, like, personal nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this movie is, yeah. Do you think this is his best movie? It's definitely my favorite. And I don't know if that makes it his best but i think it's the most akin to my like style and what i enjoy in a movie yeah i mean if you're going for like biggest impact movie i mean requiem for a dream is so impactful and so powerful when you watch it that it makes me like never want to see it again (laughs) because it just wrecks you yeah we own it and we never watched it together yeah it's it's a really rough film and i think to get this vis- is a rough film, too. That's true. To get a vers- like, uh, visceral reaction from your audience from watching a movie that's not really a traditional horror film or anything like that is an amazing thing to do as a director. Because that means like you've put yourself in their shoes so intensely that you don't want to go back there. <laughs> right, yeah. I thought this movie... Yeah, this movie is very visceral and it feels like you're doing it. And the kind of special effects sections are always like, I don't know, the clipping of the nails. Like, they just nailed, like, they just hit these little moments so nail, pun intended, 
Um, they just hit these moments so hard and so well where she's clipping the cuticles and she like clips a little too close and draws blood. And when uh, Winona Ryder gives a really great like performance, like inside of performance, like really kind of you don't even really notice it's her fully um, as like the the sh- the the shunted former former like star of the ballet. And she stabs herself in the face with the nail file. And uh, it's just, and she's like so flawlessly just like stabbing herself. And I think this movie does a great job of making you wonder, was it worth it? What the fuck is going on? And all the, I think the, 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 um, the special effects too are like really subtle and like, you know, they're very practically done and they're not overused and you don't even notice that they are. They, yeah. They're a mix of practical effects and CGI. And so that creates a much more real thing. Cause you know, even though she's sprouting like bird feathers at some point, right. And she's pulling them out of her skin. Yeah. Some of it's makeup, some of it's costuming and then some of it's CGI, which I think is like the perfect combination and Natalie Portman does such a good job of playing the, this role. I mean, this is the role I think she'll be remembered for. Yeah. And that's saying something because she gives a, a brilliant performance every time. Yeah. But this one really, I don't know if it's the script. It's I mean, it's her and the script, but I think it's such a good match that I think this, you'll know, she'll be remembered for this film for a long time. Yeah. I, I think that... Um, this movie, Darren Aronofsky is 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 a very brilliant man, I think, and sometimes I think he gets his own way. In in some respects, I mean, I really liked Mother, but Mother had some issues for me that like Mother is amazing, and I had a very like, oh my god, Mother. When I saw, it, I had the same reaction as Dwayne Black Swan, but it faded a lot faster. Black Swan has never faded in my like esteem for mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I think the interesting thing, so he tends to like be a little bit showy with the way he films his films too. Um, like a lot of the cinematography in Mother is very intentional to make you feel a certain way, like you're following her. Well, we only had three shots. Right. Yeah. And so it's like amazing when you like learn the technical feats of that. I mean, Requiem for a Dream was incredibly stylistic in the way they shot it. Um but Black Swan and The Wrestler are pretty unassuming camera work. Like, it's very handheld. It's very character-driven. There's some things that are a little bit, like, fancy in the sense of, like, in Black Swan, there's definitely an homage to the movie Red Shoes where she's dancing and she's spinning in a circle and the camera is also spinning in a circle. It's just, And it's like a blur of motion. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's a really memorable scene. You know, but besides that, he kind of stays out of the way and lets the characters do their thing and the horror. And I think there's something to that. I mean, I also really like the wrestler and the wrestler is a hard to me. I would never watch the wrestler again. Yeah. That one's a hard one to watch too. Um, the wrestler, I mean the wrestler and the black song were originally conceived as one movie, which totally makes sense right. now that you, yeah. When you told me that I was like, Oh yeah, it's good that they split them up and that they made them their own movies. I think it's, their their own stories, but they deal with like a very very similar theme. Because Mickey Rourke and the wrestler gives as good a performance as Natalie Portman 
completely different aesthetic performances in like the way that they approached them, the way they did them, but they were both equally as good. I mean, Mickey yeah. Rourke was really good in The Wrestler. Yeah. Um, it goes, I mean, Maddie LaPetite is the guy who shot, has shot every single one of his movies. And he is an amazing DP because he really supports the story. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know it's the same DP from watching every one of them. I mean, you said the wrestler, you'd say the, yes, the same person shot the wrestler and shot Black Swan because they're handheld and they're kind of like subtle camera work. Mm-hmm. But you would say that, no, I don't think the same person shot Noah yep. or the same person shot Mother. Oh, I don't think so because they're so different. Yeah. But he does a great job of supporting the story and not like, like, you know, when a movie was made shot by Roger Deakins. Right. Or um, the guy who does Terrence uh, uh, Chivo. Yeah. Manuel Chivo, Lebeska. Like, you always know his films. And I mean, there's something to be said about a really versatile cinematographer who is willing to give up their own signature style to serve their director and to serve the the movie that they're making right i mean think about i mean he also shot uh um a star is born the new star is born so like oh. he very he very and he shot that at the same time he was shooting venom which i know i know i didn't see it but um <laughs> you know he very he support he's like a a, a dp's dp because i think he really supports the story like he's a storyteller director's DP. director's dp like where he really supports the story it does a great job of knowing where to put it that's not to put like chivo or deacons down because those guys are like the greatest of all time mm-hmm. each in their own way but you know when they when they see their things like <laughs> the revenant is tree of life is knight of cups you know and in some ways is even birdcage like you can see some birdcage being the start of some of those ideas. Yeah. <laughs> some of those longer takes, some of those angles with sunlight, some of those amazing dollying shots in birdcage. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you add, add 30 years to anyone are the same shots that become the opening sequence of The Revenant or the or Birdman or, you know. Yep. The last thing that I don't want to leave out is the score to Black Swan is incredibly interesting. I mean, it's the usual guy. Right, it's Cliff, uh, Cliff Mart, Cliff, Cliff Mart, uh, no, Cliff Man. Oh no, I put us on the spot. Clint, Clint Mansell. Yes, I think. Yeah, that's him. It's it's. While Andrew looks this up, yeah. I will continue my thought. Um, which we like his film scores, especially The Fountain. Ooh, The Fountain might be. people hate that movie so much yeah clint mansell yep clint mansell um the score is interesting because it's like a reinterpretation of black swan the oh, swan ballet. lake oh yeah. swan lake sorry yeah. um and so it's not my favorite of his scores in general but i think it's it's so good to hear this like twisted version of swan lake for this twisted version of so on like <laughs> yeah i mean this movie the the score is good it's like this deconstructed kind of taking elements and sc- stretching and pulling them or scrunching them together and twisting them it's almost like taking the score and kind of like shaking it through like a dark film score thing um i really i really dug it the dug the score and Clint- rebecca uh, which I'm excited to hear his score for. Mm. 
Um, if he, I, was, I hope he took elements from the original Rebecca score and manipulated them. The Fountain may be my favorite Darren Aronofsky movie, but it's in a way it's kind of like the outlier. I mean, besides Noah, which is Noah doesn't really. I mean, <laughs> that, Noah clearly had like he should have never made that movie. It was just like a studio movie, so it was a studio movie, and it wasn't really his thing. But it's kind of his thing because that's some of his aesthetic. But like, yeah, I think uh, the Fountain has like one of the best underrated scores of all time. I think the the and, Fountain is why I like that movie, or the score is why I like the Fountain so much. Yeah, and the Fountain is is a is a deeply tragic. Movie. There's no. I can't think of another movie like The Fountain, that's like cosmic tragedy. I mean, another movie that not everyone liked, but I actually thought was pretty good, and I had I didn't watch it for forever because everyone thought it was trash. Is Cloud Atlas? Mm. I mean, I thought. I mean, another thing that deals with time and like really big swaths, mm-hmm. but I thought Cloud Atlas was, uh, you know, had had similar ones, but The Fountain was a better version of Cloud Atlas. In my mind, like mm-hmm. the fountain de- dealt with things, it's an incredibly sad movie. But you have to be the right kind of person to get this. To get, yeah, you kind of got to be along for the ride and the mood, and not care about the story. With Black Swan, it's not that case at all. I think the story is very clear cut. It's pretty strong. It's an entire allegory for the Swan Lake ballet story. I mean, she's turning from the white swan into the black swan the entire time and she's like going from kind of this innocent troubled still mentally unstable woman into like a completely insane obsessed with perfection and it just like eats her away from the inside and then is what contributes to her demise so I think the story is easier to follow and but I love how it just like mirrors the traditional story of Swan Lake with all of the human uh, nightmares that go on in his head. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Black Swan. We should, I would love to, to watch. I think that's a movie I will watch every year for the rest of my life. Uh, it's just one of those movies that has a lot going on for it. Great performances all around. Vincent Cassell plays the instructor who's also gives a really strong performance. Barbara Archie as the mother. Just everyone. Um, Mila Kunis. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, she's great too. Yep. So if you uh, haven't seen Black Swan, we highly recommend it. It's light on the horror, but still pretty gross in some ways. Very horrific. Very horrific. Definitely. Yeah. Darren Aronofsky movies take a year off your life easily. (laughs) Uh, This has been 31 Days of Horror. Still going on. My name's Andrew. And I'm Teresa.